0: You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full time nomad and writer who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st, of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Priestly. This week I'm going to share my story and my evolution of um, my systems for being a digital nomad on the road. But before I get into that, I just want to thank everybody um, who has ever listened to this podcast and, you know, given it a thumbs up or, you know, supported me in some other way because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all of you guys. I started it as a personal project, of course, and it is still a personal project and it's one that I love and I wouldn't do it if that wasn't the case. But I really enjoy hearing from the people who listen and knowing that what I'm sharing is actually making a difference, so that is very helpful. I want to remind everybody that this is a community-supported podcast. There's a reason that we don't have any ads on the show, and that is because the show is supported by you all, and there are a number of ways you can do that if you want to be a supporter. Um, If you have the budget for it and feel like the value that you're getting from it is appropriate i have uh, a venmo and a paypal set up, and linked in every bit of show note i also uh, have a patreon where i share some behind the scenes of uh, my lifestyle and um, little messages of the day i post every day as long as i have service <laughs> i post every day these little messages that i write and paint for myself, I share them with you, and I also am going to be launching a uh, organic social media growth course in this Patreon as well. Um, All of those are, you know, financial ways you can support the podcast in terms of keeping it ad-free and focused on y'all, the audience. If you don't have a budget for it, or, you know, maybe this is your first episode, and you're not sure if it is worth your hard-earned money, Um, Other ways you can support the show are to subscribe on uh, YouTube or whatever podcasting platform you listen to it on, Um, giving it a thumbs up or like a five-star review or something like that. Sharing an episode or the show as a whole with other people is another totally free way you can support the work that I'm doing here and ensure that it continues as far into the future as makes sense and make sure that it continues ad-free. So, without further ado, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my systems for staying connected um, digitally and being a remote worker, a remote self-employed person, working freelance, etc. on the road. So, before I moved into the van, I was living and working in Denver, Colorado. I was working primarily as a realtor, a social media manager, and a content creator, Um, I had my YouTube and my website, um, my newsletter, all my social channels, etc. And so I'm used to working um, in a self-directed kind of way, so that wasn't a leap that I needed to make moving into the van. Um, I did decide to put my real estate career on pause, on the back burner, um, and instead focus solely on social media marketing and making my own content. I knew that moving on to the road. um, I would need some form of income, and I really enjoyed the work that I was doing. I really enjoyed real estate too, and I might pick that up again um, when I'm not on the road anymore, but it just didn't make sense for me to continue to do real estate and live on the road. Um, It would be too stressful and limiting, I think, for both my clients and for myself. So um, I did focus primarily on Social media, social media management, coaching, consulting, and creating my own content. Um, At the time, at the beginning of 2019, I was, well, and still am, on a uh, significant budget. And I didn't really want to upgrade a lot of the materials or systems or plans um, or anything like that that I was already using in order to make this remote digital, you know, digital nomading work work for me. And so uh, I started early um, with like the first change that I made was, you know, a few months before I moved into the van, I changed my um, T-Mobile. I had had T-Mobile service previously for a few years. I changed that phone plan to a Google Fi plan. Um, And a lot of people haven't heard of Google Fi yet. I don't actually know if they still call it Google Fi. I think it's called Google Fi. It's something in that nature. I decided to go with Google Fi because it's kind of a um, pay for what you use, pay as you go kind of data plan, instead of it being like a set amount every month, you only pay for the data that you actually use. So I really liked that aspect of it. And then also Google Fi uses T-Mobile, Sprint, and US Cellular Towers, or it did at the time. I think somebody merged. but. Um, At the time, it was using those three towers. And so I thought that if I switched from T-Mobile to Google Fi, um, I would get better service because it was using more towers. And then also um, I would be able to manage my own data use a little bit. So, you know, the few months before I moved into the van um, and had Google Fi, I was on Wi-Fi a lot. And so my bills, my monthly phone bill was really, really low. Um, lower than my T-Mobile bill had been in any case. And um, then the first year that I was in the van, um, I did uh, max out their like data allowances. They called it an unlimited plan, but it wasn't really an unlimited plan. They throttle you pretty severely at like 15 gigs, or they did at the time. Again, their plans are constantly changing. But I used, you know, the max data allowed. Um, And my bills for that year were generally like just under $100 a month. They never really went over $100 a month. Um, With this plan, I was able to do small amounts of work using my phone as a hotspot for my laptop, and uh, I tried to keep that pretty minimal again because data goes so fast, and I was doing like video calls and uploading and downloading and just a lot of things that required a lot of data. So... The phone was there as kind of a fail-safe, and I did use it and I did max it out, but I also spent a lot of time inside, outside, around, parked near, um, like, coffee shops and breweries and libraries and other places that had some kind of public Wi-Fi. Um, And because, again, this was 2019, the pandemic was not even a twinkle in anybody's eye, and everything was open and moving about as normal, so spending all day in a coffee shop was normal and fine depending on the season and on the weather I set up shop you know inside the coffee shops or what have you um, in the mornings when the temps were cooler and you know I could leave Lisa in the van Um, when the seasons changed and it got a little bit hotter um, I sat outside as much as possible Um, and then while we were traveling, I was really lucky and able to find some dog-friendly indoor spaces that were also air-conditioned. They're fewer and farther between, but they do exist. Um, And so I was able to get my work done that way. And, you know, for the small price of one drink or two drinks or something of that nature, I was able to basically have an office space for a day or, you know, park really close and uh, be in the van all day and slurp Wi-Fi from somewhere else. Um, There's a lot of places that have public Wi-Fi that's usually free. Like I said, coffee shops, Starbucks is a big one. Um, Breweries, sometimes they have passwords though, so it's better if you go in and ask. Um, Spend your money there. Um, uh, McDonald's always has free Wi-Fi, etc, etc. And uh, this system with the Google Fi and the the public Wi-Fi worked really well for me for about eight months. It did get a little bit harder in the summertime just because of the heat and being able to find dog-friendly places where we could hang out. Um, but overall, the system worked really well. And then in August of 2019, I upgraded my plan. This is my first upgrade. Um, and I got a uh, Verizon hotspot plan. And so I didn't necessarily go through Verizon to get this. I found someone on eBay who was essentially like renting out Um, an old like grandfathered in unlimited data plan and this was like you know from back in the day when unlimited actually meant unlimited and it didn't mean we're gonna throttle you after 15 gigs Um, and so I pay that person every month via PayPal for this plan and it was a little bit of a risk especially at first you don't know who you're working with you don't know if they're just gonna take your money and not give you anything back and it's not like a product so how are you gonna you know ensure that it's working but um to me, it was worth the risk because I knew some other banners who were doing it and doing it successfully, but also, you know, with all of the video calls that I was doing and the downloading and the uploading and the photos and, you know, everything else, I just I really needed an actually unlimited plan. Uh, my 15 gigs on the Google Fi was not cutting it and it was not going to cut it, and um I was getting really frustrated with having to rely on coffee shops and stuff. So um, I kept the Google Fi plan for my phone. Um, And then I have a separate device. If you're watching the video version, it is this little puck here. (laughs) This is my my hotspot device. Um, So I kept that and the Google Fi plan because sometimes, surprisingly, I do have service on my phone, on Google Fi, on, you know, Sprint T-Mobile US Cellular that I don't have on Verizon. Generally, Verizon is a really good option. They do have the best coverage in the United States, so a lot of banners have them. But because a lot of people have them, sometimes uh, their systems are a little bit slow, or if you're in really crowded places, they just don't work because there's too many people on one network. It's good to have the variety, and I feel like, you know, between all of my platforms, I have I have so many of my bases covered. I've, I've got Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, U.S. Cellular, um, et cetera, And then Logan actually has AT&T. So I think we've got all of them. And also, because I had the hotspot now, I am able to use the hotspot for data. And so my phone bills have dropped drastically. These days, my phone, my Google Fi, costs less than like $30 or $40 a month. Um, and then the hotspot plan cost me $100 a month. So my overall tech spend um, for this digital nomad system has definitely gone up, but the money that I spend on coffee shops and breweries, et cetera, has dropped significantly, um, regardless of the pandemic. And my freedom of location has increased as well. Um, Like I said, Verizon as my main service provider, I can go so many more places and still be able to connect and get my work done. In February of 2020, just before the pandemic, I upgraded again by investing in a WeBoost signal booster. Um, it is attached to my van. And this device was something that I had read about, I'd heard about, um, but I hadn't really considered it for myself before, partially because I'm cheap and I didn't want to spend the money. It's not uh, an inexpensive investment. It's, you know, three to five to $700, depending on which one you get. Um, but then, you know, since I had started opening up my options for like exploring more and being away from cities more with a Verizon hotspot, um, I like saw the light and I saw this little glimmer of, of freedom. And so I wanted to get the signal booster to kind of like open that door a little wider and see where else it could take me. And so, you know, having the combination of the two, I'm really able to stay like, farther and farther out for longer and, you know, be away from civilization more, which is my preference. And again, conveniently, I upgraded my hotspot and my signal booster before the pandemic hit. I don't know uh, what I would have done for work if I hadn't already invested um, in these new systems after the pandemic, you know, because I was relying on public places and then all the public places were closed. So that would have been a real challenge and I'm glad that I didn't have to face it. So the WeBoost is, like I said, an expensive investment, and it's not magic. And so I don't necessarily think that everyone needs to get a signal booster for your rig like right right away. I think it really depends on your work and your lifestyle, um, whether the WeBoost would be a good idea for you. And, just a note, as I said at the beginning of this episode, None of these are sponsored. They are ad-free. These are just my personal opinions on, you know, the platforms and the systems and the products that work for me. So for me, the WeBoost gives me, you know, more of that freedom of location. And, you know, if you want to learn more about the freedom of location and the other three types of freedom that I have identified as people's main priorities, go back to the beginning of the podcast. It's like episode one or two. I've got a whole episode on the four different kinds of freedom. So for me, I like freedom of location, and with the Wii Boost, I can often turn a like super weak one bar signal into a much stronger two or three bar signal that actually allows me to do the work I need to do. However, patiently, um, it's not magic. It won't give you like four bars of four G or five G. You know, if there aren't any bars to be had anyway, like you have to have something to start with for it to boost. It might take you know zero to like one but it won't take zero to four. It'll take one to two or three. It really just kind of depends on the environment that you're in. Right now, as I'm recording, I'm in a forest with a bunch of pine trees, but there aren't any mountains between me and the uh, cell tower. And so, you know, my service is very slow and somewhat minimal, but it's better than nothing. I'll leave a link to the show notes for the specific model I got, but basically, you know, I got one of those ones that has an external antenna and then, you know, the internal contraptions that um, you've seen in a lot of my videos if you've watched any of my YouTube videos. But I mounted the receiver outside to a telescoping uh, painter's pole so that I can raise it and get, you know, even higher, even more, more above the obstructions and get a better signal. Um, And I just have that, you know, zip tied and velcroed and stuff to my ladder on the back and it seems to work just fine. Um, If I were going to upgrade it again, I'd get an even taller pole so that I can make it even taller and get myself even better signal boosting. But um, the telescoping painters pole seems to work just fine for me right now. So over the two plus years that I've been living in my van, I went from, you know, relying on my minimal phone data and free Wi-Fi from businesses to relying on, you know, my own ability to suss out even, like, a minute evidence of a signal um, somewhere in the woods. And I went from being tied to towns and cities to really being able to, like, live deep in the woods and away from other people. My work has changed some, definitely, over the past few years, um, but all of it has been, like, remote, online stuff, and this was a pretty non-negotiable for me so as i always say your needs will vary your mileage will vary your budget and your lifestyle will vary but hopefully my experience will help some of you find the answers that you need when it comes to making digital nomadism work on the road so if you have additional questions about my setup uh, send them my way i'll do my best to answer them as they come in or maybe in a future episode and i will link to the products that i use in the show notes below as well if you have further questions about that But again, thank you all for listening and tune in next week for another awesome interview. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living. And until then, keep your life on the DL too.